This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time for Emergence News on Plains FM 96.9, citizen-made radio. Welcome everybody, this is Emergence News and this programme is brought to you from the Plains FM studios by a group of Share International volunteers based here in Christchurch, New Zealand. My name is Nigel and joining me is John and Peter and John, today we're highlighting stories that are a good examples of the emergence of Maitreya in the spiritual hierarchy. Have you found a story that's impacted you personally? Oh, yeah, Nigel, I'm good at personal. So I've got two, actually. I've got Maitreya versus rock and roll. And <laughs> I've good. got Maitreya as a defence against the dark arts. They're oh, my two well. stories. Hey, right. that sounds excellent. And yeah. Peter, what about yourself? You've been studying the story behind the arrival of Maitreya. You must have noticed many examples over the last 40 years. Yes, uh, I must uh, confess that um, I've had um, several encounters, really, with his energy, if you like. So today, just to give you a little bit of background on the program, the word emergence is important to us because it describes nicely the process that's in motion. Building momentum as we all realise gradually or suddenly that there is something afoot. Some ask what on earth is going on. Why is there so much chaos, political and economic unrest, weather storms, natural disasters, social problems, mental health problems and environmental concerns that actually threaten our very existence? Author Benjamin Krem explains that more and more as we enter the field of influence of the new constellation Aquarius, we become influenced by its energies. And we touched on this on the last podcast, actually, the last programme. In every new age, humanity is the recipient of new teachings which allow us to respond to those energies of the time. Cyclic law calls forth a teacher who comes into the world at the beginning and sometimes at the end of every age. Examples, Hercules, Hermes, Rama, Confucius, Zoroaster, Krishna, Buddha, the Christ, Muhammad, and there's quite a few others, aren't there, John? Yeah. The new age now dawning will be no exception to this cyclic law. This age will have a teacher. He is already in the world, ready to reveal himself openly. I'll just repeat that. He is already in the world. 2,600 years ago, the Buddha made a prophecy that at this time would come another teacher, a Buddha like himself, named the Buddha Maitreya. The signal for this return was given in June 1945 at the end of the war. From behind the scenes, he has been transforming our world, energising momentous changes, and daily we are becoming aware of a world under rapid transformation. And I look forward to an example of this with John in just a moment. 
This is emergence news, and this I've got to hear. Maitreya versus rock and roll. Over okay. to you, John. Okay. I'm going to take you back to 1988, Nigel. I was a very young man. I was 30. And I'd returned to New Zealand, and a woman called Mary took me to a house in New Brighton. And that house was full of all sorts of spiritual pamphlets, spiritual information. It was kind of a... Uh, almost a Baha'i faith type place where everybody of every ilk could leave their information and come and go. Now, Peter, you and I have talked about this house over the years. I can never remember the name of it, but it was the house of the sun or the sunlight or something. Do you remember? Uh, Yeah, no, like you, I can't remember the exact name, but it was uh, in New Brighton Road, I think, wasn't it? Absolutely. Anyway, I'm in this house with a woman called Mary and there's kind of a biblical thing going on here. And I saw a pamphlet with the name Maitreya on it, and it really stuck in my in my head. And I picked it up, and it also mentioned Benjamin Krem. Sometime later, maybe 89, Peter, uh, I saw an ad in the local paper for a talk about Maitreya being given by Benjamin Krem. And there was a photo of Benjamin Krem. And actually, that photo still sticks in my memory now. So I've got this word, Maitreya, and I've got a photo and a name. So I go along to the town hall. And actually, there's a bit of a sideline. Yes, because you had a date that night, didn't you? (laughs) Yes. Please, don't mention her name. Okay. And the things that drew me in were the word Maitreya and that photo of Benjamin Cream, right? So... Peter, you remember we did local talks in Christchurch many years ago, and then we would do follow-up meetings with people, and those that came to the follow-up meeting or to a follow-up transmission meditation centre session, all of them said, every one of them, that it was the word Maitreya that drew them in, right? Kind of spooky New Age stuff going on there. Anyway, I've got the word Maitreya, I've got the name Benjamin Krem. I go to the, um, I go to the meeting. It's on Friday night. And Benjamin Crean gives a talk, and I'm, I'm sitting there loving it. And I love it because he says, I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm just here to tell you a story. And, and your reaction to it's none of my business. And I thought that is a very cool way to start a, a speech. Anyway, it's in the town hall on a Friday. The following Saturday, there was a transmission meditation with Benjamin Crean. Now, I now realise... Um, that they are very special occasions when you're doing transmission medication, uh, meditation with Benjamin Cream. Anyway, my partner and I had tickets booked for Crowded House in the same town hall at the same time. We walked into the venue, and I was intending to go to the concert, and I saw the signage promoting Benjamin Cream's event, this transmission meditation. And I looked at my partner, and I asked if I could go left for God, and she went right for rock and roll. I chose God in the form of Maitreya over rock and roll, right? Now, luckily for me, both my partner and I were meditators. We're both doing TM, Transcendental Meditation, so she kind of got it. And I eventually joined her at the end of the concert. But for me, at 30 years old, it was really important because that's when I made the choice between the mundane and the sacred, right? I had this moment where I chose... What most people would have chosen, a concert, crowded house, pretty good, with with someone who I cared greatly about, or um, transmission meditation in a room full of strangers, dark room, lights off, Benjamin Krem. That's what I chose. 
So my tray over rock and roll, and here I sit today, many, many decades later. And you're still with us. And I'm still, well, <laughs> it's a loose definition, but that's my tray versus rock and roll. Okay, so, um, we could talk about your dating life, but we won't go there, John. We've touched on it. I've got, a, I've got an example coming up in a moment of a development that supports my tray's priorities of an adequate supply of right food, housing and shelter for all. Mm-hmm. And it's a subject that we've had on this program many times in the past, and I've got a really good update on it. Oh, OK. Because things, despite what we watch on the news every night at 6pm in this country, yeah. there is some good news out there. So you don't have a My Trey versus Rock and Roll story, is that <laughs> what you're saying, Nigel? No, it would be... Do you remember... Do you remember an old um, comedy on TV called Dad's Army and there was a guy called Private Fraser on it and he was an old Scotsman and he used to go, we're doomed, we're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> well, despite Private Fraser's assertions, right. we have got some good news for you in just a moment. Thank God. This is the Emergence News on Plains FM. For more information, go to shareinternational.org. Welcome back to Emergence News. We're looking at examples of Maitreya's emergence. And look, there's a story that we've been covering for a number of years now, John and Peter, uh, and it's surrounding the universal basic income. And in the very latest edition of Share International magazine, the January-February issue, there's a really good story from a Share International uh, co-worker in Illinois called Mitch Williams and I really admire his work in this story and he, t- he says that the universal basic income as a solution to our major social and economic woes is a concept whose time has definitely come. Mm-hmm. To quote a recent article in Time magazine, universal basic income may well be the Swiss army knife of policy proposals. That's a good line, isn't mm. it? Universal basic income, UBI, can be defined as universal in that it goes to all members of society. It is basic in that it is enough to meet all of an individual or a family's needs. Given my trayer's priorities, as I indicated early, which is an adequate supply of the right food, housing and shelter for all, it could also be a way for humanity to begin addressing those needs widely, even before he openly emerges. UBI is currently gaining popular political traction. And I've got some examples for you. In 2017, the UBI has been gaining popular support in France. In 2019, Italy introduced a system of regular payments for people below a certain income. In March 2020, Brazil launched an emergency basic income to millions of its poorest. It's good to hear a good news story out of Brazil. Mm, mm. Resulting in the country's lowest poverty rates in 40 years. More examples. August 2020, Germany implemented a small pilot program that is set to run for three years. January 2021, Spain implemented a monthly income program for about 2.5 million of its poorest citizens. 
The Scottish Prime Minister Nicola Sturgeon has expressed support for the UBI as part of the recovery from the pandemic, and the next few examples are all pandemic recovery examples. In the UK, a group of 100 members of Parliament signed an open letter encouraging a recovery basic income to offset the economic damage from the pandemic. Other countries considering some form of a UBI response to the pandemic include Japan, South Korea and Canada. Particularly notable is that even in the United States, one of the most capitalist countries in the world, the UBI is being seriously considered as a highly practical option. The recently passed American Rescue Plan includes elements of a basic income in the form of direct relief payments and an expanded child tax credit. There's a growing number of American cities that are launching pilot programs in basic income. California has formed a Mayors for a Guaranteed Income, a coalition of mayors from across the country who support the UBI and are actively exploring ways to implement it. A December 2021 article on the Business Insider website identified 33 active or recently active guaranteed income programs in locations across the US. That's a really good story coming out of the United States. We don't hear about it, but this is an alternative method of looking after those that just need those basic needs covered. However, Nigel, I'm not sure if I'm hearing UBI or welfare, which countries like New Zealand, we already have programs. I've always thought that UBI replaces welfare because when you look at some of those places in the States, they really don't have a welfare system. Well, this is right because many people first presented with the idea of a UBI automatically dismiss it as a a dangerous socialist agenda. It might uh, decrease incentives to work. But studies in UBI programs show that employment rates remain steady and in some cases they even increase. And there are two groups of of people where the employment rates do decrease and they tend to be people that stay in school and continue their tertiary education, and also the mums who choose to stay at home and look after their infants. But but they're good long-term social and economic drivers, aren't they? Absolutely. My understanding was a universal basic income is not targeted for any specific group. A universal basic income is because you're of this nation standing upright on your own feet kind of thing. Everybody gets it. Um, and my understanding is that it's a universal basic income, not tied to your current income, not tied to your current... Everybody gets it. Yeah, social. But it, that it would remove a whole lot of the, the welfare stuff. So it actually becomes cheaper for a nation to run mm. because they remove the layers and layers and layers of which you're already, you've talked about of other forms of welfare support. Mm. And it also removes, removes a lot of paperwork and yeah, bureaucratic... the cost of... Maintaining, assessing everybody's yeah. different needs. A complicated welfare state. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. unlike a complicated social welfare program, which actually disincentivises increased employment, and that's an, exa- an example of that is New Zealand, due to the fact that the benefits are removed or reduced as recipients improve their working situation. So a UBI has none of these requirements. It's unconditional, right. John. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't have the same adverse effects on employment levels, for example. Right. 
Yeah, in fact, you can increase your wealth if you wish uh, as a UBI as a basis. Whereas currently, under many welfare programs, if you start working, um, they your income then offsets the welfare, vice versa. Mm, that's right. So then there's a complicated math process to go through. You know, we're paying you ten dollars. You're earning three down the road. Therefore, we're only going to give you seven. Whereas with a UBI, none of those mathematical calculations come into play. And the other thing I like is. If, you've, if your basic needs are being met, there's less stress in your life, there's less anxiety, there's less worry, mm. guess what? You've got more room to be yeah. creative. And if people know they're getting it, then, it, then that affects their um, confidence in spending, right? If you know that it's arriving every month or every fortnight, then you will fill a car up, you will go and do the groceries and so on and so on. So, yeah, really, really positive. Good news, Nigel. Good news, and it's happening in a lot of countries. Yeah. Yeah, more than I realised until yeah. I read that story. We're back with emergence news, and now, Peter, you've been, you've also been having a look at the Share International magazines. That's right. Yes, I've got some um, letters to the editor. There, there's a couple there that are particularly uh, pertinent on the um, prominence of Maitreya and his energy ah, and cool. av- availability. Let's hear them. When we're talking about angels, it's uh, headed up. We were three women on our way to a meeting in Stockholm. Luckily, we found a parking place and pressed for time. We locked the doors of our car, but we left the key in the steering lock. There we were with our lunch and handbags, everything locked in the car. We looked desperately around to see if there was someone to help us, but not a single person was in sight. Oh, my God, I said loudly, can you send us a key, Angel? Do you need help? A friendly male voice asked behind us asked. None of us had a clue how he got there, but the angel happened to be a locksmith <laughs> and, and opened the door in less than two seconds. A locksmith or a car thief? <laughs> he didn't want any payment from us. However, I couldn't help but ask him where he'd come from. He pointed silently to the sky. We looked, of course, but could only see a blue sky. And after that, he vanished. I cannot find any explanation for what happened. But angel he was. I believe in angels. (laughs) And another one from the same people. I was sitting in the early morning train between Helensburg and Lund. As usual, I was tired and tried to study a little before the day's lectures at the university. I had just sunk into thought about cell biology, the subject of the day, when someone suddenly entered the carriage like a cannonball, hallooing, good morning, wakey, wakey, tickets, please. It was the ticket collector, a big, happy, extremely kind black man with a wide, white smile. What a refreshing and cheerful soul he was. Most of us in the carriage became merry and started chatting with each other. This remarkable man was indeed a spreader giver of energy. I lived the whole day on this wonderful train's host, fantastic energy entry. This was, of course, no more studying for me on the train, and nonetheless, it was much more alert when I got off. It would be very much, very, very much like to learn if it was my trail or the Master Jesus who appeared to us as the locksmith or the train host. And this is from this lady in. Sweden. Benjamin Krem's master confirmed that it was Maitreya in both cases. So it just shows you he can turn up 
at the shortest notice. And these are letters to the editor in the Share, Share International Share magazine? Share International, this is right, yes. It's just amazing, some of these uh, letters that come through. So there you have it. Look, thanks for that, Peter. And continuing on the theme of experiences of Maitreya and also from a personal level, the, the impact of this emergence, the, or in most cases, the gradual emergence of Maitreya. John, you've got a another colourful story well, for us? Well, look, I just want to finish off. One of the things I try to do with Maitreya's teachings and Benjamin Crinton's teachings is, is personalise them, bring them down to my level. And as you're probably aware, uh, my level is fairly low down the evolutionary tree, but... I've got this one as Maitreya as a defence against the dark arts. And, of course, the dark arts are actually my own insanity, right? The thing that I'm constantly fighting. And I guess also my perception of the insanity in the world as I see it. And I preface that with my perception of the insanity in the world as I see it. So what the the Maitreya story gives me, and I'm careful with that, I say the Maitreya story, because it's a story. Right? I'm not a fanatic, I'm not an occult, I tell a story, that's my role. And so the Maitreya story is a shield for me against the dark arts. It gives me a place in the cosmos, a defined role within life in the biggest of pictures. Also, it gives me an in-depth explanation for life and all it contains. It's a very seamless story. So by that I mean uh, once you bite into it, and, and get a little bit of a taste for it, it does actually make sense in the big picture. It gives me a role as a human. It gives me a role as a personality and an understanding of the big me versus the little me. The difference between who I am now and who I will eventually be. The difference between me as a soul and incarnation and little me as a clunky old ego with all sorts of scruffy bits left hanging off. The burgeoning and ability to identify one and sometimes, just sometimes, the other. It's a series of techniques and tools to manage my growth and wellness as any defence against the dark arts should be. I have Declote Water. We've talked about that. I have transmission meditation. We've talked about that. I use my Treya's hand daily. And Peter, the hand is the call for help. It is, isn't it? Mm. I, I use the prayer for the new age. I use the great invocation. I was looking through the other day 140 messages from my Treya, and they are inspiring I use honesty, sincerity, and detachment as part of his teachings. Honesty, sincerity, and detachment. But what cleverly sits under that, which is my current stance, is be yourself. So Maitreya teaches us to be yourself and be honest and sincere in detachment within being yourself. Because he doesn't necessarily want followers, does he? No. You've got to be yourself. Mm. You've got to discover who you are. And he gives you techniques to do that. So this is my current interpretation of his teachings. And they change. The place that I currently sit and practice, it gives me permission to be a complete idiot at times because I'm on this path of discovering who I am. Right? And it's a colourful path. 
It's a colourful bar. And very entertaining at and times. And with a lot of no exits that I've gone down <laughs> and banged my head against. But I'm back. It's a story and a faith that pushes both my emotions and my mind, but it gives me a direction in which to train myself. In other words, to move away from the emotional and try and engage the mind. It gives me a healthier understanding of humanity. Although I read a quote recently that really got me excited. The quote is this, and I don't know who it's from. The quote is, I love mankind, he said, but I find to my amazement that the more I love mankind as a whole, the less I love man in particular. <laughs> and I'm sitting there at the moment with all that's going on in the world, right? I understand the big picture, but I don't like the bits that fall, that fall in my lap. So I'm not that evolved yet because this is me at times. That's what the story gives me. It gives me permission to find my place. And this is where I find my place in relation to the emergence. I'm a work in progress, and that's how it should be. Maitreya has said he has come to nurture his little ones, and that's who I am. And John, you mentioned one of the one of the key life skills that you utilise in the story, and that is the 140 messages. Yes. And Peter, we'll come back to you in a moment, and hopefully you've got an excerpt from one of those messages for us. Okay, Peter, I've mentioned the messages. You've got one there. Bring us home, big guy. <laughs> okay. My friends, my brothers and sisters, take, take stock of where you now stand. Are you ready to go with me to the blessed Isle of Love? Are you ready to share with me all that you have now? Are you prepared, my friends, to look life bravely in the eye and see it as a challenge to achievement? Nought can hold you back if you go with me. Nothing will remain of the old inertia. But clasped in light and love, you, my friends, can know the joy of nearness to the Father. That joy which it is my privilege to bestow on you. Take then, my friends, your courage in your hands and follow me back to your source. Nought can go wrong, my friends. Maitreya is with you. All this information can be found on the Share International website, www.share-international.org. And also don't forget the podcasts, which are available on the Plains FM website. We welcome your comments, questions and feedback. Please contact us at emergencenews at gmail.com. Emergence News.